Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of The Life of Pi. Today I have joining me not one, but two very special guests. Guest number one, I have Cleveland's own indie star actor and one of my good friends, Mr. George Tootie. I also have joining me another friend of mine from years ago who now resides back in L.A., Mr. Marcus Smith. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. So, George is a returning guest. He kind of knows how this goes. If it goes off the rails, it is what it is. So, right off the rip, so I know, George, you've been acting for, what, 13 years, if I got the number correct? Uh, no, about 15, 15, 16 years. Okay. And then, Marcus, we found out before we went on, you did some acting also, which I didn't know about. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually started acting before I got into what we'll talk about later, back in 2007. 2007, I was, let's see, eight, eight, 19. I was 19. Wow. My God, how time flies. But yeah, I was, days. yeah, I was two years <laughs> out of high school at that point. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I grew, oh, five. Oh, class of 05, baby. If you're listening. Wait, you're, I'm class of 2004. So, we're only a year apart. Okay. Yeah, yeah see, I'll be 34 next Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's the reason why you had me on here for your birthday, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and, and I got my Life of Pi t-shirt rocking. Okay. It's, it's, we, it's, how can it's, we it's a, get one? It's a first edition. I haven't... These are This is like a, literally a screen press one that our buddy made with his now ex-girlfriend. <laughs> but uh, it's a screen press one we made. It's like, kind of like a reference point. So once I get a little more of a following, hopefully in here with everybody listening... We are gonna do merchandising on the website, so I'm gonna get like some like better looking T-shirts than this, with like different okay. designs and all that down the road, and hopefully in the next couple months. Nice. So, I'm working on making a list of everybody that's come on. So once you come on, I'll just give you a shirt for free. I'll just send you one, then you can just have it, and you can wear it everywhere you're at. All together <laughs> on the podcast as. <laughs> Everybody's like, "What is that?" You're like, "It's the next Joe Rogan." what you tell him yep <laughs> <laughs> you laugh now george you laugh now okay i remember that when we talk about tom holland in a little bit <laughs> oh god yeah george is a huge tom holland fan everybody in case you haven't heard episode number i think 11 that he's on he's a huge mm-hmm. tom holland fan loves tom holland he's got a poster above that his was bed act- it's <laughs> <laughs> all true <you> know? <laughs> so, all right so get into it guys um what kind of like led you to being like I guess like George I kind of know your story a little bit but you can go ahead and tell it again so like either one of you can start but what kind of led you guys into like wanting to get I guess into like movies in general like acting and like screenwriting the money no oh not <laughs> the money <laughs> George is like I don't know I was, about that <laughs> I don't right know honestly that's kind of sort of true when I start when I first got into acting um it was sort of by accident i kind of wanted to do it i thought i wanted to do acting and i ended up meeting like a celebrity i was like oh hey how did you get your job and she was like well i go to this acting coach and i end up going to this acting coach and i started acting and i thought it was going to be easier and i thought i was going to get paid and i thought i was going to be next thing you know like living in a nice mansion on the hill somewhere (laughs) <laughs> didn't work out um and but it wasn't until i started like meeting more people in the business that i realized 
oh, this could actually be rewarding in the sense of storytelling, hence now why I write. <laughs> so what can can you say what celebrity you met? Okay, it was Paula Patton. Do you, Paul, you, Paul, Paul, Paul. Oh, isn't yeah. that oh that's what's his name's wife? Uh, Robert Thicke's wife, right? Ex ex wife. Ex wife. Ex -wife. Oh yes. wait, that's the hot chick from the movie Deja Vu with Denzel Washington. Yes, that's her, right? Yeah. Oh, she. Yes, is, her. You lucky son of. She is so gorgeous. I, I met her. This was probably the beginning of 2007, and it was just a brief encounter. And I, she is like, beautiful. She's gorgeous. I would love a brief encounter with any beautiful actress <laughs> celebrity. Being in Ohio will not help. Huh? <laughs> you got to come to California. No, but Dude, uh, I want to. I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Wait till those t-shirt sales start popping. There's ways to afford it. You just, you know, like I said, two two careers and a side hustle, and you know, do a little drug selling on the side. Oh, oh, we do not, we do not encourage or endorse drug dealing on I'm the life of pie. What uh, Marcus does in his free time is his own thing. He is from California, so cut him some slack. They do things differently out there. I'm talking about working <laughs> at a pharmacy. Yeah, I bet you are. The green kind of pharmacy, which actually is legal out there for you guys. So technically, I mean. It is very legal, and they do charge you a ton for taxes. But is it like a booming business out there? I feel like people are making good money off of it. No, it is. Okay, so when I moved out here, moved back out of here, um, we have this, and it's crazy because this is my first time being back in California since they legalized it. And it's become like a Starbucks out here. There's one on every corner. That's ridiculous. And it's crazy because so I went to this one shop about eight minutes from me, and it literally looks like an Apple store. And you walk in, and they have security, and then you tell them what you want. So I usually like to get the little pre-rolls, mm -hmm. and they're like 45 bucks. Not bad. There you go, George. We can go to Cali. We can get some good stuff. But, uh, like yeah. I said, it's 45 <laughs> bucks. The total came up to 80 Because what? taxes. Yes. $40 in taxes? $40 in taxes. Fuck that. I'm getting a bottle of wine instead. I did not know this because it's my first time going. I'm thinking, okay, 45 bucks, not bad. Maybe like $8 in taxes, okay. And then they're like, nope. no, buddy, you're in Cali. So he told me the total. He was like, the total was $85. I was like, huh, for what? I just, like, are you sure we got this? <laughs> Is this so, made of gold? <laughs> like, <laughs> So, yeah, but no, yes, that's how all of that happened. Actually, the thing about writing, I, how... Um, I jumped into that. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, but how you, you mentioned that part yeah. on here. Not... Yeah, kind of like how you got into the writing. <clears throat> okay, so, yeah. So, I guess that nothing against actors. I love acting. It was fun. But it wasn't rewarding for me. Meaning, I got... I just didn't feel excited. And I was just always felt like something was off. And so, I was kind of lost. And that's actually why I left here and moved to Ohio eight years ago because I was like, I'm not doing shit. Let's see what Ohio has to offer. And in the process, I was back and forth, of course, and I was doing a lift and I met an older couple. He's a writer, like a, he writes like um, reviews for movies and then his wife okay. reviews movies. So she's just like a critic and as happens, what do you do for a living? What would you like to do? I told him, I would love to screenplay. I would love to write scripts. And he, he pretty much told me, look, 
just do it, pretty much. Like, literally, he was like, just do it. I was like, I don't know how. He's like, like, just write. Read Curtis. Yeah, he said, just write and hire an editor layer. And that's sort of how I kind of got into it. And I all I did was read a ton of scripts and I self-taught. Self-taught screenwriter. I did not go to school for this at all. So... George, you can kind of you know you can give your uh, your take like how you kind of got into it for anybody who maybe hasn't. So I mean, so Marcus kind of gets where you're coming from. And in case someone hasn't caught your last episode, you kind of tell how you got into acting. I know you've done some script writing also. Um, yeah, um, I started um, acting in about 2000, very little in 2004, and then kind of went from there. Um, my sister was doing the whole IMTA thing. We we went on over this in the last episode, and that kind of what sparked it. And I just kept um, going to different, um, uh, like, meet and greets, and then I met directors and everything, and then I had different auditions, and eventually I got, you know, roles. And I, I just kept working. I just kept going to things. Didn't matter if I got paid or not. It was all kind of just a – it was a thing, you know, there were those big dreams in my mind of maybe this could be, you know, this could be something. Um those big dreams were definitely there and that was kind of what kept kept me going like the hope that maybe I could become big and then you know after a while reality started to hit and uh, you know uh, you were told I was told a lot of lies from people and that kind of stuff so it's like now it's become more of a um, if it happens it happens if it doesn't, it doesn't. it's more of like a um, hobby for me but a very serious hobby um, but after about 2011 is when I I've always been writing scripts I, I love to write stories I love to because it's it's I get to control where the story goes that's why I like writing and um, 2011 uh, a guy named Johnny Wu asked me to write a script for a Superman uh, short film and um, that was the first thing I wrote that actually got made into a film and um so I acted in that as Superman, and then I also wrote it. And then it was rewritten by, by another guy, J James Greer. Um, and uh, I like that feeling, but um, it was hard. It was, it's tough, you know. Uh, writing is different because, you know, you're, you're controlling the story and all that is cool, but it's also, you don't want anybody else to think your story sucks. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, because then you're like, oh, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're very protective of it so it at least in in my world it takes me a lot longer to write a script because i want it to be perfect even in reality nothing <laughs> is ever perfect yeah so yeah. there's always somebody's gonna poke holes in whatever you make but um but that's why it takes me a long time to write and that's why i was writing a film for what nine nine or ten years and that's uh wow. for love and i finally yeah. made that um, i got that on a t-shirt marcus yeah, <laughs> he, he made me a T-shirt. I have a T-shirt of that poster. I'm his number two fan behind his mom. Yep, that's true. I'm coming for mom though. I'm coming for her. next movie. Next movie premiere. I'm wearing a full suit and I'm wearing the the for love T-shirt underneath the suit. Even if it's not, because I know it's not the for love premiere, but I'm gonna let mom know. Mom, this is serious game. Step it up. You should do a podcast on just T-shirts. Oh, do what? I said, do a podcast on just T-shirts. Like, that would I be... I should. I have some, like, random T-shirts. I don't even know where I've gotten from, to be honest. No, what's funny about what he said about writing screenplays is, is it's very accurate. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, the one I'm working on, I haven't been doing it for nine to ten years yet, 
it feels like I will, but <laughs> but <laughs> like I don't know. It's pro- I probably finished it and rewrote it five times. Um, and see, so the, so what what happened with that was, you know, you always hear the same thing. Oh, write what you know, and you know, it's like, all right, well. I know a lot of things, but let me write what I, I am feeling. So, at the time, <laughs> same ex-girlfriend that I talked about earlier. At the time, <laughs> we can't tell we were, that story. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the time, our relationship was at a very interesting point, and so I remember years back when our relationship was kind of new. Someone was like, "Well, your guys' relationship could be a movie," and of course, I was like, "I was like, you know what? It actually, really could." So, in the beginning, actually, when I started writing, I was writing more so to cause we kind of broke up, so I was pissed off. So I was writing it more as an anger, sort of like, uh, sort of in a sense, actually, the way Ari Aster wrote Midsummer. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen that, but. He wrote that movie. He said he wrote after him and his girlfriend broke up, and that's how he it became what it was. So in a sense, I was writing angry, and I read it after, and I'm just like, this shit sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nobody wants to hear about this. Yeah, no, honestly, but, because but... I let one of my friends write it or read it, and he was like, it feels like I'm reading your journal. <laughs> but but see, to me, with that. I love, like, my favorite kind of movies are honestly, like, true stories, whether they're good or bad. And to me, I like when someone has, like, an emotional story. Because you know what? Someone out there has gone through what you've been through. And I know George has had stories with, like, girl stuff, like, in the past. We've all had bad relationships. And, you know, I just had, like, a breakup, like, out of the blue, like, a month ago. Like, we won't get into that, obviously. But, like, for me, I'm like, I, like, like if I were to tell a story, like... I know, like, no matter what the story is, chances are someone can relate to it. And when I watch a movie like you're talking about, like, something like that, I'm like, shit, I can relate to that. That literally just happened to me, like, yesterday. Like, I've watched movies, no idea what they were going to be about. It was literally about an event that just happened in my life. Just happened to happen, like, days so, before. So, I love movies like that, honestly. And what you're saying, in a sense, really motivated me to get better, so after I wrote that one, I took a little break and studied this craft. I watched movies and I sort of was like, okay, let me do this right. And it was a interview or I think his speech, Jordan Peele's speech after watching after after Get Out when he won his Oscar oh, that for movie best. Was so good. Oh. What he said about like um, he said something about like it took him ten years to write it. And sort of like, and sort of how he wants his characters to be looked at, and yada yada yada. And I was like, oh, okay, I could do this. So what you're saying, so what happened was, this story has shifted so much because there was there was this moment where I was like, well, let me get. Once I understood the concept and the deep understanding of what a screenplay really is, 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 is yes, it's a story, but it's a structure, and it's. You're literally creating a world. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I keep telling people, like, you're kind of like a god in a sense where you're creating life. And so, but then what you said is also you want people to be able to relate to these characters. And so 
when I started breaking down the characters, because in the beginning, once again, I was saying it, this this story was about our relationship. But then I realized I'm like, okay, that this that story. Let's be honest, it would be boring. How do I make this compelling? So I I talked to her because eventually, even though we had split and broke up, we started talk. We met up and we talked again, and I kind of told her my ideal for this this film that I wanted to make and. I was like, but I want to make it more focused on you because you're the intriguing one here. Like what you've been through and your journey and the way you look at things is so intriguing. And she was like, okay, just don't use my name. Yeah. I was like, okay. So um, what happened was what the more I started to get into it. And so the three, and people ask us all the time, like, well, what movies would you compare it to? And the three films that I would honestly compare it to, and this sounds crazy, is Blue is the Warmest Color, which is a great movie. Like, I don't, if you guys haven't seen it, watch that movie as well, soon as possible. What's it called? Blue is the Warmest Color. Hmm. It's the one with, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, Le, 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 it's a French film, basically. It's okay. the one, the girl with the blue hair, and like uh, Adele, I, I, can't, I'm a, I don't want to butcher their last name. It's like, they're, they're French last names, but... It's as, basically it's a it's a hard I don't even know the rating I know out here it would technically be considered NC seventeen it's a hard romance uh, romantic tragedy film where these this young girl who's sort of discovering herself finding herself she meets this blue haired um, woman and they have this amazing intimate powerful relationship but what was crazy is I was when I was watching it. And this shows, like you were saying, when you see a movie or a character, and you're like, you can relate to it so much. I was able to relate to this character, Adele, in ways that I didn't think I could relate yeah. to a character. And because, first of all, she's a young woman, a young, a young girl. I'm not. Yeah. And so, but there's that moment I was like, but why do I relate to her so much? And then I watched it again, and I saw the emotions and where she was at. And I was like, oh, my God, I get it. I've been there. I've been there in relationships where you give yourself to someone, and yet at the same time you sort of feel alone and you make mistakes and yada, yada. You know, so I started thinking more about that. And then I saw – I watched um, so that movie. There's another movie called Like Crazy by Drake um, Dororamus, I believe his name, last name is. That came that – was, that's was starring um, Anton Yochin and um, Felicity Jones. Another movie that's a fa- like fantastic, and so that movie, and then of course I watched Five Hundred Days of Summer. So those three movies—that's a good I one. That one, yeah. that movie irritated the shit out of me because I was like, they're gonna be happy, everything's gonna be fine, and it's like, fuck you at the end. So, and so and like I know, like with George, over to George Wick, I know his movie, like for love that he did. I know we went and watched premiere. It's only like a short. I think it was like like twenty, twenty-two minutes short or something like that. Yeah, correct. So like. His story is basically like, I mean, George, you can go ahead and just, you can just tell if you, yeah. can you tell the story of it? Are you like allowed to tell like the yeah, premise I, of it? I, I don't know. It's, okay. all, it's all about uh, online now and most people have seen it. Um, okay. the, the, the basic premise of it. Okay. <laughs> George, there you go. You got another uh, fan right there. No You're spoilers. welcome. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, you, you, just tell well, the premise of the story. Okay. <laughs> don't give anything away. Because, okay, we won't give anything away then. 
it's really good. Honestly, Marcus, if you can, like, I'll I'll have George like forward to me. I'll get it to you somehow. It's actually really well done. Like, you what you directed, wrote it, started it, and paid for it. Like, yeah, it's literally one hundred percent all him. Like, he there. So for me, when someone does that, that's like, I can't imagine the work that went into that and the hours of just like literally sleepless nights tossing and turning maybe like waking up going oh shit that's a good idea for my movie writing it down and going back to sleep i don't know if that happened honestly it's impossible i still wonder today how movies ever get made long or short like the to make a movie is damn near impossible to the point where when one actually gets made you're just like it could suck honestly the movie could suck but there's moments i'm like but you made a movie like yeah whoa like, yeah, because yeah, I know you, George, you're worried that people aren't going to like it. I know, like, everybody from work went, and, like, we, like, I, I like, I loved it. I thought it was, like, I don't know, he thinks I'm joking sometimes, but I really liked it because, like, the did you, story. Did you, did you cry? It's okay if you No, did. no, I didn't cry. It was just really. <laughs> <laughs> I cried tears of joy. But um, I drove crying thinking about this I story. I did. I was like, eh. But, um. <laughs> But like the way, like I said, like the way George like tells a story, like the ending, I won't give anything away. It was just like that, that romantic tragedy shit, and you're just like, you think everything's gonna work out, and then it's just like, fuck you. But it like to me, that's such it like the way he does it. It's so realistic because I've experienced that, and I'm sure he's probably experienced it, and that's how we wrote that. So George, if you want to kind of like tell like how you kind of came up with the concept of your movie without giving anything away. I guess for Marcus, um, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> which I, is hard. To, I know it's a hard thing to ask, but <laughs> it, it's tough because my my film is it, it, it sounds so generic, and my film is all about the ending. But um, your ending is like I, oh, it's like it was so good. I was like, I was so angry, but I was like, I can relate to that so hard. But I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, I want to watch it like right it's now. It's really good. I <laughs> promise you. Oh, and Marcus, I was supposed to be in this film. I was there at a shoot, okay? So me and our buddy from work... What? You're never going to let this go. No, I will never let this go. That's why you wrote another role for me in a future film. So, <laughs> so, so everybody's listening. <laughs> so everybody's listening that didn't hear George's last episode. So for George's movie, For Love, okay, he was like, hey, do you want me an extra? I was like, absolutely. I don't need any lines. I'll just be in the background. I'm cool with that. I'm not an actor. I'm not going to pretend to be one. I did child acting as a kid at church, and that was bad enough. So, we go to this bar in Parma, Ohio, and George's like, all right, we got this bar. He goes, you guys stand over here and just act like you're playing a pool, and the camera's going to swing around, you're going to be in the shot. I'm like, awesome. I'm going to be on a movie screen. Which, to me, I was like, hey, if I'm in a movie, I'm in a movie. I'm putting that shit in IMDb and a resume. I don't even care. (laughs) So, we're there for, like, four hours, Marcus, like, four hours okay which is cool i was like i to me the whole filming process like being on a film set just fascinates me to like no one i i could literally sit there and watch people make movies and movie sets shoot scenes over and over again i don't care like the whole movie process just like like blows my mind basically so we're there for like for like three or four hours and they're shooting the scene over and over again because they want to get it right obviously and George and I'm like, all right, George, we're gonna take off. He's like, all right, thank you guys. He goes, I appreciate this. I think we got the shot. Like three months later, we go to the premiere, and me and Matt are sitting next to each other. We're like, this is it. This is our shot. He he cut your he shot. He fucking cut our scene. Oh. 
he literally the ca- the camera panned all the way over and you see my oh. kneecap and that's it. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was hot. I was like, this oh. son of a bee. And I went. I was like, Jordan, that I have a question for you. He goes, I already know what you're gonna ask me, Paul. He goes, I didn't do the editing on the movie. <laughs> literally, it's like panning, 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 then stopped, and then it went back to him. I'm like. That was see that would have been your moment. That you could have been you could have been Tom Holland now, and, and you would have been on George's. I would have been on George's George ceiling on a poster, staring at Tony yeah. Hawk. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I like literally every day for like the next like year and a half. I was like, yeah, like kind of like that one time I was in your movie, George. Oh wait, you cut my scene. <laughs> so George is like George wrote and actually the fact I wrote. That you guys are still friends. Is 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 that's a love story oh, oh, itself. Yeah. I give him crap. I'm like, it is what it is. I don't care. It's like I'd give him crap because I can. Because it's funny because he, he actually wrote me a role into his next movie just because I gave him so much shit. I was like, I was like, hey, I don't need any lines. I'll just stand there. I just want to be on screen. Like I don't care. So, so George, so you're yeah. so you directed it as well? Yes. Golly, man, that's awesome. See, because like for me, if I'm being like, and I I go back and forth in this because. I do write, and the thing is, I keep telling them, I was like, well, the, my, my main focus, what I really want to do is direct. Like, that's the thing. I have stories in my head that I want to tell. I was like, but, like, my passion is more, like, behind the camera and directing and this and this and that. I was like, but, and one of the main reasons that I started writing was because it was, I think it was a Christopher Nolan interview, and he pretty much said, like, hey, look, if you want to do a film, I think it's Christopher Nolan. He said, pretty much like, no one's going to give you a script to write or film. He said, so write your own stuff and film it. And so that was like the little, like, light that match or the match that lit my fuel or whatever you want to call it. I can't speak. Um, That that lit lit the fire. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And that was that moment where I was like, all right. So I was hell bent on telling this one specific story. So fast forward. Now I'm at a point where I was like, of course, part of it was moving and you just have no time to write anything. And so yeah. I was like, well, how do I want to go about this? And so I, I love hearing what you, your, your situation, because I was like, well, let me make this into a short because all I keep thinking, like, even though I know the story, but I just keep going to the ending. And I love how what you were just saying about the ending for his film, because it's so like oh. it's and, and it's so it's gut wrenching. So, I'm just like yeah. I remember I watched it. and I was just like, ugh. So I feel that so that hard. Where I'm like, like I, because how I look at it, like this. So the the structure of a movie, I I keep telling everybody, it's like this specific movie that I want to write or or film. Imagine it like as I told somebody, sort of similar to the way Quentin Tarantino's. Uh, beats are like it's almost like it's a it's it, it was it, it'll go flat and then all the way to the end and then it's like chaos and mm-hmm. i was like but that's what i really want to do with this one i say like, because what what i want to do really is show these two characters falling for each other and then ripping your heart out at the end when you see what happens don't do it and to that's me, my entire goal here because i want people to understand and the reason why I say that, and this is sort of like the idea of the story, is focusing more on her character because you will then understand why it happened the way it happened because of what she went through, and you're not going to truly get 
to know what she went through until the last like 15 minutes. So in a sense, the first two acts basically is you're understanding these character stories and you're real, you're seeing them fall for each other and then those little cute ways to the point where you're just kind of like, man, like I want to, I want to know these people. I want to go grab a beer with them. I love their relationship to the point where you're just like, oh, that's how it ended. Like, yeah, ah, okay, well, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I told them. And so, but the thing is though, what I was thinking about doing to sort of alleviate the mental pressure that's going on in my head of writing an entire feature film, I was like, well, let me do a short film that because honestly, my goal, I would love to have someone else in a sense write it and I just direct it. Because mm-hmm. like I think that would be especially if you could partner with them or even co-write with them. And yes, I'm hinting at someone that's on this podcast here. George. Um, <laughs> George. There you go, George. You got, you got your LA connection. Number one, no, fa- honestly, n- number one like fan hearing, now. Number one fan. Like hearing that, honestly, like and I, I'm being like legitimately serious because I, well, of course, Paul was like just, oh, he's an actor. And I'm like, oh, cool, great. Like, oh, I know acts, a lot of writes, actors. Directs. He's a, but I was like, and this is the crazy part. I was like, but I don't, oh, the more now I say, like, I don't know filmmakers. I don't know writers. I don't know directors. I only know freaking actors. And they are so vain and they only care about themselves. Where you sit back and you're like, hey, you want to work on something? They're like, how much does it pay? You're like, it's a story. It doesn't matter. We'll focus on that later. So, <laughs> like. Yeah, Mar- Marcus, Marcus, I can tell you one thing right now. Like, th- like George, like, I love George because he's like one of the most like caring, compassionate, and giving people you ever meet in your life. Like, 